We're t you're tuning in to Black Hollywood Lives this week. Today we're talking HBO Ballas, Trump, and a lot more. All that today, and we're going to have a lot of fun. All right, let's do this. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Live this week. Ooh. Uh, uh. You know that. You know that. You feel that beat right there, Omar. You know you, it's, it's like, coming. It's, it's coming. coming. Right? You just gotta give it's him like a build up. He got dropped by Tyler sixteen, and then all of a sudden, it's where it goes. What? Make you curl your lips. Right, 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 right. You gotta put like one of your shoulders back too. Shit. I see you, Courtney. I call this the Black Billy Idol look. That's a good one. Well, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Black Hollywood Lives this week. I'm your host, Daryl Christian. Joining me today is. Let's see. I mean, we have like two oh, new people, so I know. I'm gonna start with Joelle. Hey, y'all. I'm Joelle Monique. Oh wait, you know, I don't give you your last name. I just give you the first name. Okay. You're just Joelle. You know just what I mean? Joelle, just Joelle. I like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just you know, Joelle. Joelle. Like, you like Madonna? Joelle. Ooh. We got Courtney Hi. Stewart joining us today. What's up, y'all? And one of my favorite people. Yep, yep. He's doing his thing. He's on HBO Ballers and just like, I mean, I'm always seeing this man work. Omar Miller in the house with us, yeah. and he did select the song today. Welcome, so give him props for that. What's up now? What's Thanks up, for man? having me. Good yeah. to see you. So I, it it feels good to be seen. I'm here. I'm glad y'all got AC. <laughs> the last time I was yes. around, y'all, y'all yes. AC game wasn't up. It's a good thing. Oh, yeah. Listen, good we had to see. upgrade since the last hey, time you were here. Listen. We can't have you talking about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I came anyways. How about that? That's how much love I have. That's love right there. That's love. That's love, man. <laughs> well, we got a lot of hot topics today. I mean, from Trump to, I mean, just insecure, Jay Ellis, like a whole bunch of things. We're going to be talking about... Hey, you see who's excited about that, right? We're going to be talking to Omar. We're going to do an interview with him about all the projects he's working on. Yes, we are. But we're going to go ahead and start off today. We're jump right in. With we're Raven Simone this week. So she's been in the news this week because she did a few interviews. She's got her new show out. I don't know if y'all haven't seen it yet on Disney. Yeah. But it's doing so great for those of y'all that were That's So Raven fans. It really stays in the genre so well. And she's so great. And all the kids are so great on the show. It's fantastic. Check it out on Disney. But anyway, she was um, on the interview tour all week and she was talking about how she's so excited now that we have such just body positive movement that's going on with women and how in the press and in the media we're always trying to uplift women's bodies now and she wishes that that actually was the case when she was coming up mm -hmm. and she felt like if that were the case when she was coming up she would have had a lot fewer mental issues because she basically went into detail about how since she was like seven years old working on the Cosby show, people was like snatching bagels and donuts out of her hands saying she was too chubby and she can't yeah. eat that. So she's always had a complex about weight and obviously at a certain point once she was like Cheetah Girls, like she started to get bigger and the other Cheetah Girls were smaller. Somebody actually said to her, how you think you're going to go on tour and sing yeah. and dance at that size? And she's like, but I still went on tour and did like 300 <laughs> and sang shows. And dance. Right. She sang and danced right. just fine. So she just was excited and celebrating the fact that women are celebrating their bodies now. Additionally, she also gave kudos to Disney because um, yep. she brought up the fact that she came out to Oprah in 2014 that, you know, she's sexually fluid, essentially. Yeah, she doesn't she give herself really, a full title. She doesn't give herself a full so. title, but sexually fluid at the time she was dating a woman. 
And she was thankful to Disney for being willing to still allow her to do the new That's So Raven. Wow. Having, being out and a member of technically the LGBTQ yeah. community. Disney cool. just had a lesbian couple on Doc McStuffins. Right, right. So dope. They, they're, they're making big moves. And Disney, you know. That's a big step for a, Disney, I would say. That's admit. a huge step. Yeah. And that would, is a conservative sort of culture that it comes from. And that they're making those steps is a big deal. Well, yeah. also, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, Props definitely to Disney, but that's the times that we're in. You know, you have kids who have the same-sex parents, or you know, or, or something close to it, or having sure. their you know their own um, sexual orientation that they're dealing with. So, it well, I have a question with that though. So, but the content on the show has nothing to do with her sexuality, correct? Absolutely not. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I honestly, I feel like this. This sexuality issue oftentimes goes too far, and oftentimes it goes too far when people try to connect it with being of color, in my opinion, because everybody knows that I'm the giant black man everywhere I go. There's no change of that. The only way that I know someone is, whatever their orientation is, whatever their preference and orientation is, is if they make it known. Right. So I, I, I I think it's great that Disney is inclusive, because that is the, that that these are the times that we're living in. But I also think that, you know, the sexuality to a certain degree is irrelevant when it comes to the kids, depending on how old the kids are that you're entertaining. But you got to take into consideration like million moms. Like it's not so much. I don't think Disney cares like what any of their actors are doing so long as they're not making a spectacle out of themselves. But like the Million Moms, which is a religious right organization uh, that will literally they attacked uh, Nickelodeon for having SpongeBob because they thought SpongeBob was gay. Um, And so I know. And then they like tried to like they went struck against Macy's and JCPenney for including same sex same sex couples in their magazines. So I understand the hesitation for Giant Corporate. Like, going into these kinds of groups is challenging. So I think it's cool that they're willing to publicly be like, no, it's cool, we're fine, we'll take that hit or that L. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, though. But if it's not in the content, I don't even understand how it's the L. But, uh, you know, or or, or a dub, to be I mean, honest. That's, that's that, you really, see really, what I'm saying? Really, well, really and it, it's different if they're making a, you know, a, a, if That's So Raven then in turn has two eight-year-old girls making out. True. Now yeah. we're talking about something that's totally different, which is child porn, which is really different. <laughs> but, yeah, that's but, a totally but you guys understand what yeah, I mean. Yeah, you guys yeah, understand yeah, what sure, I'm saying. Sure. Well, I think, though, we're, we're just in a place now where everybody is just such an open book. Because of reality TV, everybody wants to know everything about everybody, even if they're actors and whatever. Yeah, and even yeah the mystery the is gone. Yeah. I mean, you know, we have everybody's putting everything on Instagram and on their social right. media. So that correlates to TV. And people still want to be able to, I think, see that and see even if it's not a storyline, they want to be able to see something that relates to them at this point yeah. because of the fact that everything's just so exposed. Low key, though, I met Raven a couple years ago and she was giving me rhythm. Oh. So I don't, I mean, she's you know, fluid, well, she's fluid. Yeah, that's she's that's fluid. it. That's why I didn't know. She's, 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 she's on the She likes fluid. what she likes. Yeah. She likes who she likes. Which is cool. I mean, she made me feel warm and fuzzy. That was nice. <laughs> So, you know, that's all, that's all I can say. I feel that. I mean, she might be single right now. She hey. might. Because well, I think she and Esme Marie broke up. So. Yeah, I think they did, actually. Oh, um, but, you know. business, but, you know, we're just like. I don't know. I mean, I, I, you know what? I applaud her, too, because you hear so much negative things that are being said out there, and, and especially about black women, and, and now it's changed, you know, and it's changing, and I feel like she is out there promoting that part, too. 
So, get a girl. And she's funny as hell on the show. She's a tremendous entertainer. She's so good. She's one of the best of her whole generation. Yeah. Because if you watch her from the Cosby show to her show, That's So Raven, she was brilliant. And she directed some of those. She wrote them. You know what I mean? She was absolutely, she's a great performer. She is phenomenal. So, make sure y'all checking her out and supporting her over on the Disney Channel. And wherever I don't know, does Disney stream stuff? Maybe I don't. I'm they sure. just got their own streaming service. Oh yeah, well, sure did. Because they snatching everything off Netflix. Yes. I'm sorry, I'm not mad. We're all hurt by it. I'm like, you. why? This is why the world. Whatever. We're not talking about that. Here we go. Why? Here we go. You see what happens, Lamar? It gets fired up in here. Here we go. It's, it's getting to the point where we gonna have to buy like 16 different streaming services, subscriptions so to have everything. I don't want that because that's what Todd Warner did, and that's how we got mad at cable because they started. Oh, this is what you're gonna get, and this is what you're gonna I mean, watch. That's what they're pushing you back. Into. I hate. You. Oh god, <laughs> it stressed me out. But anyway, I don't know though. There's a hold on real quick though. There's yes. a, there's a bunch of services that are super cheap that are streaming that are like cable but not as expensive. Not and to be a bitch so, man. I have YouTube. I have YouTube TV right now, so I get my basic channels, and then I'll get like FX, and I'll get AMC. Yeah, get, you got like, Sling, you got YouTube TV, you got that one that Direct TV has, Hulu and these are all like twenty dollars, and yes. you get pretty much the same thing that you yeah. get. You do sorta, but then there's always like all the Viacom channels like aren't on YouTube TV. Mm-hmm. So then you then are like, well, do I get rid of Hulu or should I get Hulu because they have this channel from this one that's not on this one. Of it's just who are willing to, yeah, to share subscriptions. Even if you get yep. even, but if you yeah. get like two, or you are blacker than you look. <laughs> I love that. Even if you get two to three subscriptions, here's the thing: it's still cheaper than what cable is right now. My cable, cable bill is like 180 dollars. Man, I don't even have I don't have Showtime. No. I have HBO and Cinemax. Skinemax, really. That's Skinemax. I mean, Listen, that's his own it. business. Okay. Listen, this ain't about body shaming. People want to know too much about you. Did we just have this conversation? See, this is the problem right here. This is exactly what I'm talking about, Courtney. I mean, back you, me up. You put your business in the streets. I just asked the question. I'm just saying. I was just I asking. I required or requested a max. I it just came asked with the, the question. I'm gonna just. I want to You know what? I'm gonna just move on because you're gonna turn this into another conversation, and I'm sure. I am so sure that you all have been sitting around waiting to have a conversation about Trump this week. Oh jeez. Okay, so y'all know, or if you don't know. You probably should know because you know you might wake up or not wake up, and it could be Man. his fault. Um, so on Tuesday, he <laughs> was doing a press conference, not about war. <laughs> it was about the opioid crisis. Jesus. And he sort of, you know, in his own special way, because he probably should use Ritalin or something to focus, or, or Adderall, whatever the one is that fo- helps you focus. <laughs> And uh, he made some off-the-cuff remarks regarding North Korea. So we are aware through intelligence that um, North Korea has been doing more missile tests than normal or than they have been. I don't even think they're trying to hide it. I don't even think that's intelligence. That's what's scary. I think that's from Kim Jong-il's Twitter. He's like, you said it was on his Twitter, though. Quietly, it may have been. Like, that's what's scary. That that was the intelligence, though. They keep their Twitter. They got their private Twitter. North Korea ain't got real access to Twitter because they don't want nobody to see the rest of the world. But anyway, so on Tuesday, he's supposed to be talking about the opioid crisis and how we're going to save everybody from these opioids. And he just went off sideways and wanted to address North Korea. And he basically directly said to North Korea, um, uh, quote, North Korea best not make any more threats to the United States. They will be met with fire and fury like the world has never seen. This man's going to get us killed. (laughs) Wait, and then he went on and he was speaking about um, Kim Jong 
own. I always say it wrong. Ill is a dad. Ill was pops. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then he went on to say he has been very threatening beyond a normal state. They will be met with fire and fury and frankly, power the likes of which this world has never seen before. So he says this, and obviously, like, that's extremely aggressive. Words like that have not come out of a president's mouth in almost a century, like, in terms of being so directly um, threatening to another nation, even a nation that is an enemy. Um, He hasn't rolled it back at all. In fact, today on the golf course, um, reporters were like, hey, bro, like, you, you know, like, did you really, you were, like, serious? (laughs) Yeah, serious about that? And he was like, actually, I don't think I was serious enough. I was not harsh enough. And he just held fast to what he had said before, and he didn't think he was tough enough, and he thinks it's time that a president stuck up for the country, because all the presidents previously have not been sticking up for the country the way that they need to in terms of North Korea. Um, So since then, um, the state, uh, Secretary of State has come out and made comments basically saying, you know, we're, we're trying to diplomatically handle this, but it's challenging, and there's no good solution. And then uh, yesterday, the uh, defense secretary said uh, to North Korea, also quite aggressively, he is the secretary of defense, that, quote, uh, North Korea to, oh, I'm sorry, hold on. Uh, He warned North Korea, saying, you will continue, whatever you can do will continue to be grossly undermatched by ours. So basically, he was saying that our missiles will always squash you, bruh. Y'all need to back out. Overmatched, Mm -hmm. sorry. Um, So he, they... (coughs) Everybody knows there's no good thing that can happen. Yeah. Like, there's, no, I know, and, and just... as, as crazy as it is that Trump said what he said, at the same time, North Korea is like, we can destroy you. Bomb Guam right yeah. now. Like, they just released that he has supposed, and I don't know how they would know this, but maybe it's intelligence again, that there's some 24 point plan that Kim Jong un is looking at right now to show how he can actually directly bomb Guam at this point. And Guam is a U.S. territory. So an attack on Guam is an attack on America. Um, so he's saying he's serious, but some people are saying, you know, he's always made threats like this, or the regime has always made threats like this to the United States. A lot of people are more concerned because the fact that <clears throat> one of the missiles, there's evidence that one of the missiles is capable of having a smaller nuclear warhead attached to it, which is obviously the biggest concern. Um, well, we don't want to get bombed either, like regular bombed, but <laughs> a nuclear bomb is also That's really good. awful. Yeah. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> right now, they think that the smaller warhead can actually reach the continental United States. That's scary. So that's where we're at. We need um, Dennis Rodman. We need him. Well, he already you know the situation is bad when you say, I, I need, need Dennis, Dennis Rodman. Rodman. Right. I you you know things have, been, have gone the wrong way. And, and help us out a little bit with whatever Trump But wasn't said. he just there like three months ago? I think he made it worse. I don't think Maybe he's he did. anybody. <laughs> There's no, yeah, so what do you do? Um, they just basically, like, they were on, uh, I think it was CNN, and they were sort of mapping out what all of uh, North Korea's sort of defense uh, or military capabilities are, how many million men they have, what their artillery is and all of this and how it's difficult to find based on where they have it hidden and all kinds of stuff. And then they had what America can do and if Guam is to be attacked and what ships we should be sending in. I was like, yo, wow. Like, No, it's really very real. But, uh, you know, there's that phrase. This is... That old phrase of what is it with uh, to to a hammer everything's a nail, mm. right. and you're in that spot with Cheeto where he's trying to constantly pound everything, mm-hmm. and I think that it's it's just really unfortunate that this is the first option, and honestly, 
after the whole Iraq war, the Iraq-Afghanistan war fiasco with the intelligence that wasn't too intelligent and turned out to be a bunch of lies, how can we really say that Kim Jong-un or his dad, what they can do, what they have, or perhaps they just have some resource that America would like to go steal? I don't know what it is that they have or don't have. And if I was living in Guam, I would be a little concerned about it. But at the same time, I don't know how much of this is a product of the 24-hour news cycle where Congress and the president are both on vacation and they need something to talk about. So they put this out there. And how much of it is actually real. You know, I don't think Panic at the Disco does anything either way it goes. But I I also (laughs) think that it's a... It's terrible that people's lives are in the balance and a bunch of people who don't seem like they care whatsoever about those people's lives. They just care about a pissing contest, about who's got yes. more strength and power and so on. <laughs> so it's really, really, it's not even a laughing matter. It's, it's unfortunate. Well, I also feel like where we were headed, you know, you can say whatever you want about Obama, but our, our, our relationships were a lot better with a, mm-hmm. a lot of other places. And I feel like it's it's just literally just taking everything and just throwing it out the door. I mean, everything... That by we, design. By design. Yeah. And by design, which is even more scary. Because we don't know what can really happen between the, these two countries, you know, and, and like you said, yeah, I I don't really know what they do or have, do or don't have, but the fact that I don't know that also makes me extremely scary, yeah. scared. You know? My question has always been, okay, so we saw what happened when they dropped the atom bombs. That was still sort of contained. Isn't the whole concept of nuclear warfare that it is not that contained? And, like, nuclear warfare, everybody dies. Like that, nobody wins. What's in that? Nuclear that war. very famous Albert Einstein quote, which is, "I don't know what the weapons will be for World War III, but I can guarantee you, World War IV will be fought with sticks and stones, because you don't, you the, the nuclear yeah. is not a game." And I say something else that's not something to be proud of as an American is that there's only one country in the history of mankind that dropped an atom bomb. Right. That's true. This isn't Let's like common that. practice. <laughs> right, you know what I mean? Right. That's true. I mean. Where do we go? Where do we go? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, don't I don't know. But we're going to go on six dates instead, okay? That might be more safe <laughs> right now. Or not. What is six know. dates? This is six dates. So there's a story this week about some very upset women that felt like they took their power back on a dating in a dating situation. There's a young man by the name of Justin in New York City. Or Hi, not New York, Justin. he was in D.C. Um, <laughs> Justin was in D.C. And basically what had happened was is that he decided, like, I want to go on some dates all at the same time. And so he invited six different women on dates to the same bar on the same night, maybe a few minutes apart. They were about 45 minutes apart. <clears throat> about 45 minutes apart. And the first woman, her name was Lisette Pliant. She's 26 years old. She was sitting, like, thinking she's on a date. And then suddenly a new date comes up. And the way he maneuvered out of the first date was to pretend like she was his friend for the new girl. And then he excused himself to go to the bathroom and left the girls there together. So they had a conversation like, oh, you want a date? Yeah, I'm on a date. You want a date? What? Okay, so they were upset. Then a third chick pops up. And they're like, I can't believe he did this. Oh, my God. How dare he? Let's all order drinks and put it on his tab and go to another bar and have a great time with each other. So they went away. They, like, well, they got drinks, and the bartender got involved on it, and, like, it became a whole thing. So apparently they somebody knew the bartender. So when they left the bar, they found out from the bartender that was still there that, like, two more chicks showed up, and they, like, intervened and, like, got those girls to, like, leave and not go on the date. And so... 
Uh, Good Morning America interviewed them and they talked about how upsetting that was and how rude and how dare he do such a thing. But they made new friends that evening. So they felt like they had taken their power (laughs) back. Um, And GMA asked Justin to like join them on the segment and sort of talk about what he was doing or why he was doing it. And he declined to attend, but he did give a quote. And he basically told them that he was looking for love and that for him, those date weren't dates, but instead they were preliminary conversations. Look, here, Justin. Wait, wait, she didn't even let you finish the the, the statement before she wanted to go in. Go ahead, (laughs) Joelle. So many thoughts. like, cause, well, because a lot of people were upset. Like, the internet was people mad. Was they were like, yeah. how dare you do so to women? But I feel like he just, my man used his tactics wrong. Like, yeah. this is a very common yes. practice. Yeah. Like, this is a super common practice on Tinder. Like, and you women swipe. do it too. They do. Every sex does it. Like, it doesn't, queer, it doesn't really matter. People are like, you know what? Let me just set up like eight dates tonight. Let me just figure it out. I'll bail on like two and be like, oh, you know, I can't make it. Like, and then they rank like the people in their head. This is, I work with a lot of bloggers. Bloggers like to do this. This is how we meet people. Um, I just feel like, dude, okay, like if you're gonna try to pull this stuff in the future, like set your dates further apart. Maybe three. Six seems like a lot in one night anyway. Yeah. Like yeah, unless you just, start early. Exactly. So it's not your time. Excuse yourself. Yeah, you're yeah. Gonna, Hop to the restaurant next door. door. To Thank the next you. Was one. there no yeah. other like, restaurant or bar just, in the area? Your strategy <laughs> and planning was just off, dude. Yeah, I mean this takes speed dating to a different level. Yeah. You know, um, I don't want to date you now because you're dumb. Well, yeah, also, yeah. It's not like you said. <laughs> At least, have, at least have a two-hour, have a two-hour window. Maybe start a little bit early. Let's start with mm-hmm. breakfast, then well, go to brunch. You know, oh, you know. you're devoting a whole day. Well, I'm just saying, if you're gonna have six days, how do you no. do that? No, right you back do to a, back? You do happy hour. You do an early dinner. That hour-long coffee break, late, or a coffee break mm-hmm. would be good. And you might do a late dinner if you're really up. Like mm-hmm. I would max out at four. I'm just wondering, would it have would it have been different if you actually like? Told the, all the ladies that yeah, I have, that, I have like five other Nobody dates. Nobody wants with to hear you. that. No one's really? gonna be my third no. date tonight, so don't worry. After that? No, you ain't going on a date after that if you've heard. The, well, the man okay, I'm I'm a little different. I might have been amused and be like, I. Right. It depends on how we know it. If we met each other just online and mm-hmm. he was like, I have a couple other dates tonight, I wouldn't think it was a big deal. If we like know each other from something and you okay. like ask me out on a date, I'm gonna assume that I'm the only date for that evening. Yeah, I just don't want to know about it. It's fine if you organize it that way. Yeah. <laughs> if I find out about it, like, oh, to me, this is. If a female does this to you, would you care? Would you? Would you? Would that bother you? I ain't getting the spot where a female does this to me. But first and foremost, <laughs> because I ain't sloppy pimping. So, <laughs> my man Justin, I mean, I don't understand why this is news. First, all the things going on in the world. I'm very disappointed in GMA there. I don't know how this is new. Probably because they became friends. You know what I mean? It was at the end of the day, they all became friends and they kicked. It was a live Twitter story. This is how it started. So the girl, the first girl, was tweeting about it as it was happening. She was like, "Guys, I met this other girl on a date. We're friends now. Holy crap! A third one walked in. So people are following live. That's how it became news because that's how I found out about it. Like on Twitter, like what the hell? Yeah, it's like that stripper that was in Orlando. Everything about you all the time. But the, the other point is back to the sloppy pimping. So let's say realistically, let, but let's let's say let's say he caught rhythm with somebody and it was like, hey, you know, maybe we just need to go have a nightcap or you know uh, come to the room or whatever it is. This is you set yourself up to lose. You 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 have no winning you have no winning outlet here. I'm assuming that you're going to pay for six dates. So yeah. now you're paying for six drinks and six dinners and everything as well as you setting yourself up to get no buns. Yeah, zero. <laughs> so he says he's looking for love 
Omar. Come on, give Justin some credit. That's he's not he's looking for love. Not, six not dates in an hour. No, not within an hour. They dates, guys. They were preliminary conversations. Which leads me to say it's not news then. Right. And does he tell them, you know, was he planning to tell them, like, in that process when they're like, well, wait, we're having a good conversation. It's only been 45 minutes. Yeah, I got to go because that was only a preliminary conversation. I'm sure it's he not a was date. not. Or did not. Zan's planning or maybe he just He's a failure. Like, you saw, dude. He's like, not that smooth. That was just lame. Yeah, uh, he's not smooth. Try again next time. A brother? Uh, we don't know. We have we no idea. Know. Justin has not shown his face. Yeah. Well, from his, he had a few girls. He had, like, two, two blondes, a brunette, and two, I thought it was one woman of color. Uh, I thought the woman know. in the front, she looked a little biracial to yeah. me. Oh, I saw a different picture. So, yeah, there you go. We got two of them. Yeah, he, he, then two blondes. He, he equally, uh, hey, he's an equal he's he's Tasting the rainbow. He's tasting uh, the rainbow. Okay, sir. With preliminary conversation. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Preliminary so he's actually not tasting the rainbow. <laughs> right, actually, you're right. He's, he's actually looking he's at the rainbow. He's looking at the rainbow, right. Maybe, right. maybe he's holding his, you know, close to his for the one. <laughs> anyway. She gets of- two hours. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right. She gets a two-hour date right. oh my God. and two drinks. Right. Yes, she will get all of it. Apparently, and his last name. I would like to watch it go down, though. By the way, but that's just I would have been subject. amused. Yeah. I would have been amused. See, y'all but part of the problem. I, I, We're part I of the admit, problem. I'm part of the problem. <laughs> I admit it. Really. I admit it, it from the beginning. To watch. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, well, speaking of social media and all the greatness that we get from social media, there is a movie coming out. Friday, guys, as in tomorrow. It's called Ingrid Goes West. It stars Aubrey Plaza, um, uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr., and that Olsen sister that I've just like Elizabeth? Elizabeth Olsen. Um, she is a great actress, by the way. Fantastic. She's fantastic, yeah. Okay, you see this, that movie about the cult she did? She was great. Yeah. She really good. Martha Marcy May. Marlene. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. She's amazing, and she is equally amazing in Ingrid Goes West. So if you want to sort of see our culture <laughs> in a dark, Yet comical situation. Go watch Ingrid Goes West. It's a hilarious commentary on social media and how it functions in our lives. And it's not like super preachy, like don't do this and don't do that or why are we doing it. Like it's just this woman's experience as she heads out west to change her life but has a little bit too much of an obsession with her social media life. Mm. And you <laughs> will most definitely laugh out loud repeatedly and also be severely disturbed simultaneously so it's gonna be like I watching Insecure in. where I'm like this is too accurate yes damn it. it's too <laughs> accurate and too like damn are we really, we are like that. Yep. oh yeah so it's a go see though it's definitely a go see I would go check it out and for those of you that don't have the patience to sit through longer movies it's a quick it's like a 94 minute movie or something like Classics. it's great it's fantastic it's got like 85% I think on Rotten Tomatoes so wow. it's wow. getting some That's good really critical good. Know, acclaim and it's great. Like it's it's great. And O'Shea Jackson is adorable. This Friday, yes, it's out tomorrow. Courtney, nice. I was just wondering, did you ever catch uh, Detroit? I have not gone to see Detroit because I'm not emotionally capable to watch. I it saw yet. that. I agree. I'm I saw that there. last night, and it just just destroyed my soul. Yeah, and I yeah. and additionally, I read too much because I know quite a bit about that situation historically, yeah, just from my own personal study and some of the criticism that I'm hearing about what wasn't mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. I think it might be a little problematic for me, even more so to watch than it would mm. normally. Yeah, there's some so. say some have said that it missed the mark with certain things, but uh, acting wise, amazing. But of it missed course, the mark yeah. With I mean, a and you know, the they create. Lines. I mean, they're. I'm sure it's beautifully done, or at least it, that's a way to say something like it's that. It's probably well shot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I, I don't. I I don't know if I. I don't know when I'm gonna be able to watch that right now. I'm gonna be. Yeah, real. we couldn't even watch be, uh, you know, uh, Beast of No Nation together without getting. You know, 
we we struggle with that one, so you know we'll, yeah. we'll have to see. And yeah, yeah. I mean, see, you just put me in a feeling. Sorry, hey, right, let me take you, you know, out that feeling because we're gonna go on somewhere. to our EUR, EUR <laughs> web story spotlight of the week. All right, so I'm gonna get you out of your mood because I mean, we're gonna talk about our friend, from, our BHL friend, who all you guys love, Mr. Jay Ellis, hey. who's doing his thing, big yes. things. Just got Lawrence. renewed for another season yes, of Insecure, season three. season three. So congratulations, congratulations to that that cast and and Issa. Well, Jay, outside of just doing um, Insecure, has been working on his own projects. He and his mom are are producing partners, what? and they have it's a mom. it's his right? mom, Paula right? Bryant Ellis. Damn it! Yeah, it's dope, right? And so Feeling. they have a new um, collaboration they're doing with UM, UMC, which is the Urban Movie Channel. Mm-hmm. And so basically, if you guys don't know, we were kind of talking about this earlier about subscribing to different services that are offering content. Well, the Urban Mo- Movie Channel is a subscription streaming, streaming service created for African Americans and urban audiences that features urban content, showcases feature films, documentaries, original series, stand-up, comedy, and other exclusive content. Well, he has partnered with them and he created a show uh, with the um, created by also Melissa Eno Effa, uh, which is in the vein of like Scrubs meets The Office. Yeah. It's a comprised of eight, uh, excuse me, 10 to 12 minute episodes. The show centers around a quirky medical doctor of low income health at a low income health clinic who must maneuver between demanding corporate heads, outlandish patients, and her wacky but loyal staff, all in efforts to keeping the community and uh, the healthcare afloat around her. So um, the first episode, uh, which the show is called Hard Medicine, first episode premiered on August 2nd, and um, Jay put it on his Facebook and received over a million views to date just from that. So congratulations to Jay. He's always been a great supporter of BHL, and we love him here. And I'm I'm just really proud to watch his career just, like, just continue to grow. And he stays the same, so... You know, kudos to him. It's so crazy. Like, Facebook. It's streaming on Facebook. And then you have another whole movie channel that is streaming. What yeah. world have we become, people? It's amazing. It's yeah. Just think, it's, that's, this is just the beginning. Think it's what it's going to be like beginning. within the next couple of years. You know what I mean? Yeah. Literally, you won't have a TV. You know what I mean? Or if you do, it's going to be... I feel like I will always have a TV. Actually, I feel like I always have a TV. I'll too. have a projector, but yeah, I feel you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just kind of... You just watch everything. We just too. won't have any cable. We will not have cable, especially <laughs> with those cable bills. No. Nah. But... <laughs> Everybody's like, nah. We have nah. Biff and OK. We'll find a place no. to watch Omar. I need them to get our internets cheaper, OK? That's what I need. Yeah. yeah. We pay way too much money for internet. But I think it's the exact opposite. Oh, what? I would be willing to pay so much more money for internet than I would for cable or any Why? other, anything else you can think of. There is nothing that gives you the total package. The internet is LeBron James. Internet gives you... No, no, no. The internet, I'm talking about capitalism in the sense of efficiency. If you just have TV, then you only have what they give you. Yes. If you just have a phone, then you only have two-way conversation ability. If you have the Internet, everything runs through the Internet. That's true. Your streaming, the TV, your emails, the phone, you name it. The Internet literally connects you with uh, you know, an Aboriginal person that's in Australia. That's, that's exactly outrageous. why I think it needs to be it should free. Be cheaper. That's why I think it should be free. It should be like it a natural resource that's nah. available to everyone. What natural resource seven. you got this free? I was gonna say it's never gonna be free. Girl. You know, or cheap. Well, uh, yeah. Which really, which one really you really fill me in? I mean, Google's working on it. Google's it got the. Um, they're setting up like free Wi-Fi in parks. 
and stuff. So that'll connect eventually to cover whole cities. Google has no interest in giving anybody the internet for free. And neither do any of these other companies. So don't believe the There's lies when they tell you that. Somebody else find, paying for it. So, yeah, yeah, don't, 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 don't believe that. They want you to connect right, right in that park. Yeah. Yeah. Connecting yeah. and community, guys. Good luck with that. Yeah, you're so cute. That's that same face you put on when you heard about Jay's mama. You stay cute with your Afro pops. That's what it is. Just when you thought Jay couldn't get no more adorable. Miss Black Sunshine. Just, I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell Jay. Jay is my man. I'm gonna tell Jay. Are you lit up? <laughs> All right. Well, our last story of the day before we get to uh, talking more with Omar um, is a, another positive story. A, a little girl by the name of Little Miss Flint. Uh, if you guys have, if you've been paying attention since 2014, Flint has been struggling with contaminated water, mm-hmm. and the city's really been trying to rebuild itself and get back to just having just healthy, having just healthy, healthy living. You know, things that we take for granted, but healthy living. Well, there's a little girl who's 10 years old. Uh, she's known as Little Miss Flint. Uh, her first name is Mari. She's partnered with Pack Your Back Organization for a School Supply Distribution in Flint um, last Sunday. Well, basically. What they're going to do is give over 100 backpacks uh, and vital school supplies to students. Uh, this year, she saw 10 times the amount um, that was raised nearly online. Uh, more than 1,000 backpacks were given out to every student that attended the event that she recently had. And this is what she had to say, you know, in reference. It's like, this little girl, is she's so smart already. But she said, I wanted to make sure kids got the best start possible to, to their school year and for their parents to not have to worry about having to buy supplies. You know, I mean, this... She's, she's our future. You know, so oh, we talk about what, President Number Fifty. Right, she's President Number Fifty. She's 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 unbelievable. I mean, what do you guys think about this story when you saw it? I thought it was so sweet and so precious and so great because you know how excited you used to get when you got school supplies and when it was time mm. to go get school supplies and if you couldn't, if you're in a position where you can't afford them or you're, about, right. you're definitely starting off already at a disadvantage. I mean, hundred percent. Yeah. And. Miss whatever. It's just very thoughtful and wonderful, and I love when I see it happen because you want to start fresh and like it's a new year, and you want to feel like you're jumping into the new year, not that you're like, oh, here we go. Okay. Yeah, cool. About do you guys follow her on social media? I have not. She's incredible. So she's been doing this since the water crisis started. started. She's a little misled because she won like the state pageant or whatever, the city pageant. Um, And uh, she's been like collecting water. She helped, which, and then she like goes into detail about explaining it day to day. And then every so often she'll put up a number of like, this is how many days we've been without water. Like she's a little warrior. She's kind of amazing. Yeah, because she started the hashtag pack your backpack challenge last year on Twitter and that's where she fulfilled the uh, 100 backpacks and now that's where we're saying it's grown to the 1,000. Outstanding. You talk about something that should be free. This is something that should be free. You're right. You're right at this point. School supplies should be free and not just for kids in Flint. Yeah. That's true. If anybody actually took a look at what it is that the federal government spends money on and then saw uh, if we weren't so distracted by social media and our lives and the Cadillac problems we have and you actually looked at what's going on and the stuff that money gets spent on, yeah. and then you see where the deficiency is. I actually worked. I thought that I was got pumped up. I didn't know about that story, which is fantastic. Yeah. And I worked with an organization called Blessings in a Backpack that gives kids who can't afford it a backpack full of school, a backpack full of food on Friday, because you come to find X number of children every week don't eat when it comes to uh, yeah, except for free lunch. So when they're at home on the weekends, they don't eat. And there's been a lot of people that got involved. Hillary Duff got involved. A bunch of people got involved. It costs like 60 grand for you to fund an entire school district for a year for 
food. And the kids come with a backpack, an empty backpack on Friday. It gets filled up at the school. Then on Monday, they bring it back empty again, and the process, you know, resets over the weekend. And those kids... Numbers have gone through the roof be- yeah. just because people are hungry. Yeah, hungry you can't get nothing done when you're hungry. You can't concentrate no, when you're hungry. True. Not at all. Uh-huh. Man, it's wild. This is it's this wild. world is wild. I tell you, it is so Everybody wild. Everybody walking man. around talking about nuclear bombs and kids, and can't, kids even can't even eat. eat. So I'm trying to tell okay. you. Do now, you, know how you much money gets spent to make a nuclear bomb. Man, and kids can't even shower in Flint. Like the yeah. water gives yeah. them rashes, so they have to like fill tubs with water bottles daily in order to get clean. Like it's crazy. Try to fill a tub with a water bottle. Man, it ain't. I used to get mad at my grandma's house having to boil water on the stove because she didn't have hot water sometimes. Call that the wash up. And then you had to put in the yeah, I'm I'm savvy. I'm so mad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we got yeah, our priorities you know are I mean? so messed up. So, they are, but they it's are okay. rough. But okay, but you know, go so, a little, Miss Flynn. Go a little, Miss. We love you, Miss Flynn. Yeah. You're doing your thing, and, and awesome. you know, we're still praying for the city to recover from all of the tragedies that happened there in the last few years. Um, all right, we're going to move on to some more positive things. Yeah. Mr. Omar Miller's in the house with us today. Hey. You know, he, I mean, I was looking at your stuff. You, you just done man, everything. Just, you work at everything, man. Yes. You're always working. I mean, currently you're in a new third season of, of, of Ballas on HBO, which premiered July 23rd, 10 episodes. Uh, EPs include Mark Wahlberg, uh, Dwayne Johnson, Peter Berg. So, I mean, it's got some heavy hitters there. We got a quick little preview clip that we will show everybody right now. Are you trying to promote bringing football to Vegas? What's in it for us? Money, as always, money. You're one of the few ex-players who managed to build a second career. Why risk everything? Sounds like you're trying to discourage me. Relocation talk has been going on for years. Way more experienced businessmen than you have failed. You're out of your mind if you think I failed already. And enjoy the rest of your fucking workout. Something <laughs> on your mind there, Charles. You took credit for Anthony Sutton. <laughs> Did you get Reggie and Vernon out of the weed business? Oh, <laughs> I can't really hear you. Watch <laughs> <laughs> your ass. You're gonna get it right in the teeth on this one. Yeah, and it's where I like it. Man, that show, great show to it's be so on, good. man. Great show to be on. Thank you. You played Charles, as we kind of saw you in the preview. What's been your favorite part about working on the show? You know what? I would say this is one of the first times where I've gotten to be a full-blown adult. And, uh, you know, it's a, he's a very complete guy with real flaws. I tell people I have the best role on the show because I work with a fabulous woman in Jasmine Simon that plays my wife. Yes. And, uh, you know, we, we represent something that you don't see a lot on television, which is the married black couple. Right. And, you know, that, that's, that's having a kid and that are both professionals and they're trying to just live life. The other guys on the show, the, it's a bit more... Uh, fantasy based, every all the, the, the everything is so much bigger. Yeah. yeah, you know these the, the when you watch our segment of the show, it feels like we're uh, it, some people. Just, I feel like people that you know. That's the yeah. feedback that I've been getting from people. Mm-hmm. So besides that, shooting in Miami for two years was fantastic, and now uh, now the show's gotten bigger, yep. and we shoot all over Miami, Vegas, L.A., San Francisco, Oakland, well, which isn't a big jump, but. Yeah, all over. It's uh, it's been a great job. I'm really blessed. And you guys just got renewed for season four. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. HBO's making all their making announcements. All their announcements. <laughs> they make they make big announcements. And uh, you know, I mean, the the show, the numbers for the show are through the roof. Yeah. And yes. it's a you know we this year we're led in by Game of Thrones, which yeah. you know when it's on TV is the biggest show on TV, yeah. and it's fantastic as a, a prep because now we're hitting all kind of people. That we didn't hit before. Yeah. yeah. And our show was pretty popular anyways, you know what I mean? And now it's really, it's literally breaking numbers. 
Break, breaking records for HBO. I love hearing that. Congratulations. Thank you. Not you and me both. I got a lot of people to take care of. If you could maybe write your own storyline about your about Charles, your character, what would you what would you say about yourself? Wow, that's a tough one. I think I might have Charles line up eight dates in one night. And then he goes and then and then his lovely wife would show up and put the stomp down on his sloppy ass. Uh, you know what? I don't know. I leave that to the writers. I for me it's just about the truth and the honesty of whatever it is that they give me to try to portray to make you guys believe it. So I, I, you know, I got so much other stuff that I'm working on. I'm not necessarily focused on Charles' storyline. Right. That's somebody else's job, and they've done a good job of it so far for me because I have meaty stuff to do. And wait till you see where the character goes this season. You you just won't even believe it. I was gonna say, can you give us a little, a little something, a little, little glimpse? No, nah, man, man, you trying to get me fired? I ain't, I'm not trying to get fired. I, but but I, what I can tell you is there's a lot more conflict because okay. you know there's a push pull going on between Charles his career which is now as uh, you know an assistant general manager with the team and his life you know he's a he's a dad and he's a husband still but this job is really stretching him and he has to spend more time away from home he has to you know there's some neglect going on in different areas of his life that are going to cause some major problems and you're also doing uh, a lot of other stuff like voiceover work. You're doing the Teenage Mutant Ninja yes. Turtles, which yeah. she was very excited about. I'm so yeah. excited about it. Yeah, I'm pretty pumped. I don't even know if we're supposed to talk about that. I guess my publicist must have got it cleared because the cat is out the bag. But yeah, yeah, I put it on the list. Yeah, yeah. wow. So I, that, well, that heat to go on him. You like, but yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, and then you also have um, you doing some hosting because I was going to ask you if you love sports prior to being on the show. Oh, forget about it. that's what I was doing with my life prior to getting involved in acting is that I was a baseball player. Uh, everybody that knows me, that actually knows me from that point in my life thought I was going to be a, a baseball player with my life yeah. or, or be involved in the game, you know, baseball or basketball in some way. And now what I do is a whole bunch of stuff that blends sports and travel. So I got this awesome opportunity the Tennis Channel gave me yeah. where I've tricked them into letting me eat and drink my way across the world. I love that. And He's reporting as a... a uh, <laughs> That's a, you, need a, you need a co-host for some of those travel dates. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, so we, we've been having a blast. It's called Advantage Omar, and the segments play live on uh, television. So, you know, Federer plays in the doll, and then they cut to me in the booth, say, hey, so what'd you get into this week? Then we roll the clip of some of my adventures with my friends, you know, and all the different stuff that I get into on any given day while I'm in town for a, a tennis tournament. Yeah. Amazing. I saw that it, and I was so like, fantastic. man, I, yeah, I was like, multitasking. You know, you got a lot, a lot of Oh, it's great. Things. I get to direct those pieces, and uh, me and my brother produce them. And mm-hmm. so you can check them out. They're on TennisChannel.com. After they air live on te- uh, linear television, then they live online on TennisChannel.com. It's, it's, a, it's a great, great opportunity. And is there a new film or another project that you're working on? I got to, yeah, man. I mean, I'm, I've been working. I got a, a, a film called uh, Blood Mountain that will come out. It's a, a true story. It's an independent film. It's a true story about the only FBI agent uh, in the history of the Bureau to be convicted of murder. Oh. Wow. And uh, it stars Amelia Clark and Jack Houston. Ooh. And... Um, you know, they, I'm, there's a lot of stuff going on. There's, I just, I'm, I'm really blessed to be busy. Yeah, listen, <laughs> that's it is half always the a blessing. Yeah. Yeah, sure. well, and you stay working. Do you have a, a passion project that you would like to see come to light sometime soon, or in your future as an actor? You know what? With the way that everything is in flux right now. It's very interesting because I'm a movie head. I started in the movies. I love the movies. I love going to the movies. And I haven't even been to the movies in the past couple weeks, which is very strange for me. Mm -hmm. So I don't really know. For me, 
the more modern depictions that we can get of the real life experience in America, I think those are those are my passion projects. I mean, when I see the shows that I watch that are on that I love watching and I see these different elements of life, it's like, man, that's awesome. These are great things to, to be a part of. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I really I'm a big fan of independent movies. Yeah. And so I you know, I would like to just get back into making movies and making independent films and making more movies. It would be great. You'd, you don't have to go to the movie theater to see them. You can watch them at home. Most people yeah. have a setup at their house that they really like. Yeah. But I just want to tell compelling stories, you know? That's yeah. the thing. Sure. Well, man, we uh, really are blessed to have you in the studio today and, and love watching your work from where you where you started to where you're at now. We Thank know you, there's going to be some more amazing things come out to you. Where where can um, fans find you? And they, if we want to know more about like some of your social media stuff you're doing, some of the other projects, like every, anything. I'm gonna be on Figaro and Normandy. No, um, I'm a, no, no, no. You guys, you, you guys can find me at, at my Instagram page is uh, Omar Benson Miller. My Twitter page is Omar Miller. My Facebook page I think is Omar Benson Miller. And all my stuff is always updated there. I'm not necessarily the most sherry person because I'm still of that generation where privacy is more important than transparency. Yeah. But uh, but I share everything I do professionally. So anything that you want to know about me and what I'm in or what I'm producing, directing, or starring in or whatever, there will always be a clue to that on, uh, on my, my, my social media. And if you just want to sit around and hear me talk crazy about sports, you can go to uninterrupted.com. I've been, uh, we, we have a show on LeBron James's website now right. uh, called The Ozone, and it's me and one of my brothers and... Basically, I make you privy to a, a conversation that two brothers have in the living room, except for we have mics. So it's uh, you know it's unfair and partial. It's nothing, nothing PC. Another PC is all love. Yeah, it, it's all it's all, it's all real. Right. It's not all love. It's all time. Y'all know how family is. <laughs> right. I know that. Too, too much. Yeah. <laughs> Courtney, where your pants find you? Sorry, um, I'm everywhere on the social medias at the social Stuart Starlet. <laughs> Joel. Hey guys, I'm Joel Monique. You can find me all over the internet at Joel Monique and every week at blackgirlnerds.com. And you can find me at Dario Kristen on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and you'll catch me watching Ballers uh, on HBO Ballers. as well. My man. Yeah, Congratulations, man. We want to see you again soon and uh, come in and talk about some future projects. Thank you. Sure. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Everybody have a great weekend. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, We would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us. Info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio, Instagramming, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. The views expressed here are those of the host owner and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.